swaying to the left and swaying to the left, creaking, and you cannot do anything to bring it to the place where things just are. But that's not what the boat is for. You're not going to bring the boat to that place. Um, why it feels like that, really, is because so much of our identity lives in that place, and uh, that's why it says life hurts. Well, life hurts the, the ego sense. It does not hurt the true or the real, and I am not going to be too severe about that because, you know, everyone who comes into this play, this tremendous play of uh, separateness and identity, everybody takes a bite or gets bitten by the serpent of attachments and and limited identification. Everyone, you cannot go around and go, oh, you've done bad or something. We all. And it is not, you know, it is probably the most difficult thing to somehow um, recover from that sleep, wake up from that sleep, yeah, where we the, believe and feel ourselves to be the one who is, who is, you know, victimized or hurt or been rejected and all of that. That character, that is the the brunt of so much attacks, it seems, from the mind or from the sense of other. It has to be like that, for consciousness to have the aspiration to wake up out of the sleep of identity. It, it is like that. That is how the game works. We have to get used to that somehow. But then today was, was my prayer. It was like, if I just want to get out of it, and I, I, this I that is feeling all this and crying here has no power. Actually, feel like I, I don't know how to get out of it, this one. It is to, to for a human being to become born into pure awareness. That that, that is the difficult uh, thing, so to speak. The thing is that we are just the awareness, but our aspect somehow in in life is that we are also the person, we play like the person. And it is the person that feels all these things. And without these, there could be no aspiration to, to go beyond. It is almost like you had a birth to come in this world, and you, and you have a birth to come back home. You understand? There is a birth to come in this world of duality, and, and diversity, and experience, and you and me, and this, and life, and heaven, and hell, and death, and and the success and failure, rejection and acceptance, and all of this tremendous game, and the diversity, the full flow and play of interrelated opposites, to come into this domain, into this kingdom, into this realm, is it's it's a it's a magnificent thing. 
but the consciousness somehow gets reduced into the idea of an identity of a particular person, and that person will be most of the time overwhelmed. It's like the game goes that it's going to be overwhelmed by its projections, by its fears, and by its own identity. And it has to be that it's overwhelmed, because if it was not overwhelmed, it would not produce the stimulus, the trigger, the aspiration to wake up. At a certain point, the dream becomes too painful, and you have to wake up. You're, you are compelled into awakening some, somehow like that. You know? And it has a sting. But if you were to ask, for instance, when I enjoy life in its sweetness, I wish I could just keep that sweetness and everything would be fine. Supposing there was such a choice you can make, that the sweet things in life you would just enjoy, and just have a wish. Oh, I wish just to keep it sweet like this. Okay, or it gets bittersweet. But through the bittersweet and to the laughter and the tears, produces some aspiration so deep within that you win the true freedom, which is not a state about sweetness. It's not the sweetness which has an ego tasting the sweetness, but it is a sweetness which is the sweetness of your own being, your own existence, which is undiminishable, imperishable, everlasting, timeless, pure, effortless. What would be your choice? Again, I tell you, you taste the best that life can give you. Maybe, and that is, is not that there is a taste that is the best that life can give. No, the the best that life can give is to suit your strongest desire. You understand? It's not that there is the best that life can give. For one person, it would be oh to to marry the one that they love and grew up with or something. But for another one, it says wow well, no. For me, it would be to be famous. That would be the best taste. So it's not that life, the best taste in life is to be famous. All of life is beautiful. But the best taste for you will depend on what your desire is. So then life takes on the appearance that that is the best taste there is in life. You follow? So supposing you can have the best taste you can have from life, whatever it can be. Suppose you imagine that, okay, it's to be married to this person and just that they they always love you. And that that is your that is your heaven. You know, if I have that, I don't want it. I don't want enlightenment, I just want this. I want to be married to the person who loves me and you know, I want to be married to someone who really can cook and uh, someone who really, you know, and to have these beautiful children. And I'm I'm happy that's for me. Okay? And let's not take that as so much of a joke because a lot of people would be happy with that. Or think they would be happy with that. Okay. Would you be happy with that? No. In fact, we are living in already answered prayers. Many things you are experiencing now. A while ago you longed for that. And then you attained that. And then it lost its its glitter and its its shine. Because all things, no matter what they are, after a while they lose their shine. Because there's not really a shine in them, actually. 
the shine is come from you. And what you can shine upon for a while, you cannot shine upon all the time, if you are doing it as an action. If it is just coming out of you as a shine, you know nothing about light. The sun doesn't know that it's shining. It just is. And everything is living by its light and its warmth and its radiance. The sun, you know, some people they take sun tan from the sun, some people dry their clothes in it, some people worship the sun. But the sun's job is not to give suntan or what any of these things. It's just we take those those relationships to it. It is not there doing anything at all, it simply is. And because it is, everything else draws their life from it. And it's the same thing with us. So again the point supposing you have in your heart a desire that somehow a picture because this is what the human mind does create a picture a scenario a setting you know a fixture and says yeah that is my ideal if i reach that then i'll be happy and some people say i don't want enlightenment if i can just be happy like this is enough but i say will it be enough another one is tasting bitter and sweet laughter and tears but through all of that some people say oh i feel sorry for you oh why you have so much tears but this one is released somehow because the laughter cannot go on the tears cannot go on because awareness is beyond all of that someone goes all the way through and reach the the pearl of non-dual love and wisdom. What would be your choice? You see, bearing in mind that we have had the different stages of our life, things that was our 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 shining desire is for this, and you had it, or you didn't have it, and either of these are good. That you have it, and then realize, oh, it's not good enough. It's not the thing that I'm looking for. Why? Because the thing you're looking for is you. But the thing your mind is looking for is something else. Is other. And you find the thing which is other, and then it feels really good because desire works a lot for other. But after a while, the the other loses its shine. It's only fool's gold. Not that anything. Is bad. Maybe the other could be a person. You cannot dismiss the person, but you can dismiss what you make this person to represent in your mind, or something like that. All these things. If you could find your favorite experience and say yes, you have the you have the freedom, you have the power to always have this experience, or to take what life gives you. The bitter and the sweet, and out of the bitter and the sweet, find that which is beyond bitter and sweet, the supreme state. What would be your choice? And are we being true to that choice now, even? Because sometimes we say with our mouths, with our lips, "Yeah, well, I choose freedom every time," but in your thoughts, easy, you choose bondage. With your lips in front of others, we say, "Yeah, but I choose always." Of course, I'm going to choose the truth. Of course, 
Who would choose something which is uh, you know, untrue? But in your heart you still cherish something which is untrue, untrue, untrue. And then something inside us is afraid of the light, because the light exposes all that is real or unreal. At least it exposes what is unreal. It cannot expose what is real. In the end, you only have to discover what is unreal. By discovering what is unreal, you don't have to find the real. Because when you expose the unreal, the real is right there. So, so the person that we speak about, the one that we, our favorite character. Our alias, our our culture, or something, culture itself. Yeah, that's where the consciousness is is hanging out in that in that domain, in that name, in that modification. I am this person. This is me. And even here at Sahaja, where there has been so much refinement. That one has not yet been transcended anyway. The me, the self preference. Oh yeah, I must take care of me. That has not yet been transcended. So it's one of the earliest stains to form and the last stain to remove. The attachment to me. The sense me. This is me, but you know but I did this and I where the consciousness has adopted a version of itself, a self-portrait painted by the mind. And this is what we care for. We, the consciousness, is in a state of hypnosis with our own projection, and this is what we care for. You know, how you make me feel, and you did this to me, and oh, I give so much of myself, and this is what I get back in return. This one. The universal winter. You see, this one itself it needs healing. It needs a massage. It needs prayer. It needs baptism. It needs so many things. It seems to stand in front of the supreme, as if that is possible. Well, it appears to be in this world, and so somehow. Although our eyes report to a very subtle wisdom, no one finds the seat of that wisdom, because we are so pulled into the story created through the mind and the senses, and the self-image as a person, you see. I don't know how, how you will assimilate all these things that I am speaking about. Well, if you listen with the ears of consciousness, somehow the understanding just takes place. If you listen with a lot of struggle, then it becomes mental understanding. In the same way that sometimes I ask you to listen to the to the voiceless self. Are you going to listen to something which is voiceless, which has no voice? 
if you find someone who understands this, this already is the proof that we are something very mystical. We cannot be explained. If you are one who can listen to the voiceless, it means you have exposed yourself as one who cannot be explained. Not what you do cannot be explained. You yourself cannot be explained. You see? Something will go, Ha ha! Caught you! The one who cannot be explained. Because some part of us wants to explain. Our mind wants to have a fixed fixed definitions about ourselves. But if I say to you, Listen acutely to that one that has no voice, and somehow you find yourself in the presence of God, if you can say, and they are not two presences. When you find yourself in the presence of God, let there not be two there, not two presences. Then what are you going to talk about? When will all this happen? In which room? On what, what date? What moment? What hour will it happen? Is this an appointment? like in deep sleep, you have a dream where you are tired and long to be sleeping, searching for a bed just to lay your head, and you are still fast asleep. Shivaya, Shivaya, Shivaya.